0: back ladies and gentlemen the trio not the fantastic four like inter miami's fantastic four we're still missing simon evans but you can see the three of us the three long term i guess we're the Messi, busquets and jordi alba of the foursome that we are because really original trio um uh, but of course if you can see us or if you're listening to us my name is franco penizo there is Andrea Yanis and Jose Armando, a.k.a. rights holder Jose, once again after calling the most recent inter-Miami game against the FC Dallas in Español. And of course, if you're listening to this podcast, you know we go by the name of Miami Total Football Radio, or in Spanish, Miami Total Football Radio. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> uh, so I just got to start with the pleasantries. We'll start with Andreita. Was looking very nice today. How are you doing today, Andrea? You, you're definitely beat Jose and I in the outfit department. This
1: <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad to be back. You guys are being like basic. You didn't get the memo that this year Inter Miami is flashy and everything. We have to keep up with the theme right <laughs> so uh, nice to be back it's the first one for me for this 2024, 2024 2024 yeah so I'm glad to be here I'm glad to be back and to talk about Inter Miami and, and everything that that we know and that has happened so we're here We're
0: ready Jose how are you doing today brother
2: doing good doing good I mean I guess uh, I'm just uh, awaiting what's going to happen with preseason um, I think, like, I feel like I'm being too serious already. You know, I, I was, I was like getting into the rhythm of things, and I think this question is more about how I'm doing daily oh, in my really... life. So, oh, yeah,
0: always going right to business. Right? Yeah, Pass no, on, I, I've, I've been thinking day.
2: about it. You know, we went to training this morning, and since we left the the facility, I've been thinking about this. But so it's it's good for me, I guess, to to be on the show so that we can talk about it. I'll, <laughs> I'll sleep a lot better tonight. Um, But no, yeah, I'm doing good, doing good, you know, excited about um, calling the game um, on Monday. Was it Monday? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So doing good. I I can't complain.
0: Okay. Well, I'll just quickly sum up that my weekend was fantastic. I didn't go to El Salvador. Did one of your scarves just fall hosted mid-show? Did that just happen?
2: It did. (laughs) And and, and guess what? It's the MLS season pass one.
0: Oh, man. Sorry, MLS. I don't know if they're good or bad omens for your future as an MLS uh, commentator. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, I, this past weekend, the reason why I didn't go to El Salvador, I was on a boat celebrating a birthday, and I had a great time down in Miami. Fantastic time. I didn't get that tan. It was a little chilly and gray. The sun came out for a little bit, but it was nice.
1: Franco Just, always partying. Well, we, we, Jose and I, Jose and me, however you say it the correct way, are always working, party. and Franco is always partying. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not fair. Please subscribe to this podcast so that we become millionaires and don't have to work again and be like Franco and go on a boat every week and thank you.
0: Just to set the record clear, Franco Panizo is not even close to a millionaire. Just letting everybody be aware of that. Although I felt like one a little bit maybe for a tad second on Tuesday yesterday because speaking of boats, I was on the Icon of the Seas, the new Royal Caribbean cruise that is as luxurious as you may have heard. if you haven't heard, well, there's well, there's a lot of things you can find online. Um, if you go off of my Twitter handle from yesterday's event, probably won't catch a whole bunch of the luxur- luxurious things because the event itself was not the greatest. We'll get into that. We'll start with a little more fun stuff, a little more of a firsthand experience. I know you guys couldn't make it yet other things to attend to Rightholder holder say super busy flying scarves and everything um so i'll just share some of the insights into it i mean you got we got on the boat at 3 30 4 o'clock and top notch um todo el primer mundo, super nice super fancy as a matter of fact before i just do any more talking i'll let you guys see a piece of it this is not the well i guess this is partial of the inside but not all of the inside the boat is i mean the cruise ship is massive i mean If you've ever been on a cruise, you know that they're big, but this one is, I don't know, it's just just another level. Otro nivel, obviously this will be a vertical video, so I apologize in advance, but for you guys to get a glimpse of how luxurious this icon of the seas is from Royal Caribbean, which, yes, is Inter Miami's new jersey sponsor. We'll talk about that here in a moment, but just to give you a little glimpse of what we saw yesterday on the boat. There you go. We caught a glimpse of it again. Apologies, it's not horizontal, but I took that one vertically for other social media and had to repurpose it, was it like here. Graham,
1: Graham, and you <laughs> didn't remember about the podcast.
0: It's it, it's hard, man. You got to do one video this way for some things. You got to do video for it's just. I wish it was it's all not hard.
2: Right. It's not hard at all.
0: I wish it was all
2: uniform, but it is not, my friend. It
0: is not. So how much um, is it
2: to, you know, to go on a cruise in the Icon of the Seas? And is it true that it has a, a water park? Did you guys get to get to, you know, do a, a tour of the whole thing or it was just the event?
0: So I started with the nice part because the rest of what I'm going to say is not going to be seen.
2: Also, <laughs> well, the um, nice part is over.
0: Uh, for the most Mickey part. Harrison is going to ban you from everything. <laughs> Listen, I'm a big Miami Heat fan, so Mickey Harrison. No,
2: but I mean um, carnival. I mean car- uh, Mickey Harrison is carnival, so
0: he'll be Mickey happy Harrison about it. Forgive me about that. I'm
1: confusing everyone. He'll be happy about.
0: May invite me. Uh, I am a big Miami Heat fan, though Mickey. So if you want to invite me at any point to any Heat games, as also Royal Caribbean Critique, um yeah, here we are. A critic, I guess, would be would be the right term. Look. The boat is magnificent. Um incredible. Again, I can't, there's not enough superlative, there's not enough nice things to say about the boat itself. Um gigantic, you know. But but I mean I definitely took a tour of the boat. I'll put it to you like that. Because when I got there and I asked some of the boat uh employees, and the cruise employees, where the Inter-Miami event was, I was pointed in one direction, which was on one side of the, the cruise ship, on the 15th floor? I think so. Wow. 15th floor. And it was on the other side. And you had to get, you know, you go to the elevators. It's one of those elevators where you push like the floor you want to go to, and then it tells you which letter to go to, because that's going to be the fastest one to get you there, based on what how the elevators are in movement. Um, and I go to the 15th floor, and there was an event being prepared, but it wasn't the initial inter Miami event that was being held at the moment. Um, I didn't know that at the time. And I was being, <laughs> I had to sweet talk my way in because I didn't have a credential because it was it was a bit of a mess. It was a bit of a mess. Um, there was no instructions to tell you, hey, once you come into the boat, you have to make a quick immediate turn and there's gonna be some credentials for media. Anyway, I talked my way in, I, I walked in there, I saw that there was camera set up, but I didn't see a whole lot of action. I saw some people rehearsing and I was like, I don't think this is the right spot. So I walked out, I asked around again, and it turns out that the Inner miami event for the Jersey unveiling was going to be on the complete other side of the boat on the sixth floor. So I went down to the fifth to go get the credential because I was instructed where it was finally. So I get that credential, I make my way to the sixth floor, I made it just in time for the beginning of the ceremony, um, which was the beginning of three long hours. There was some show, there was a little bit of like spectacle to try to make it fun. But a lot of it was just college lecture talking and talking and talking. Jorge Mas made an appearance. Jorge Mas made an appearance, but for the that most made you part. Happy. <laughs> well, I mean, it's good to see somebody from Inter Miami speaking at this keynote event because everybody else was just Royal Caribbean suits. Maybe he had a
2: few words, didn't he?
0: But that was that was later. The first event, the only person from Inter Miami spoke was Jorge Mas, who was uh, he had a uh, a cane, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, a Walker, because he just recently had knee surgery, we were told. So he comes out, he does his speech, typical Jorge Mas talking about freedom to dream and uniting, you know, uh, two leaders in their respective fields, yada yada yada. I have video of it all, but I don't think it's that all that entertaining for you guys that are listening or watching. Thank you. <laughs> I kept my eyes very closely on on Leo Messi who was sitting next to Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez arrived late for whatever reason. I don't know if he went to the bathroom. I don't know if he came separately from the rest of the group, but Luis Suarez arrived a little bit later than than the majority of the team. Uh, But he was sitting next to Suarez, next to Busquets, next to Alba, and pretty inexpressive Messi throughout the whole part of this first of two events on the cruise ship. The highlight, of course, of this moment, of this event, was the jersey unveiling. Now, A lot of people, including myself, thought that the jersey that was going to be unveiled was the new pink one that has made the rounds on social media. But alas, that was not the case. The jersey that was shown off was the La Noche from 2023. It just had the Royal Caribbean sponsor Mm -hmm. uh, logo on it. So let's take a look at it here in two different images. There's one where you can see the entire group that attended. And listen, I think it looks good. I think it looks good. I think if they would if the pink one would have been like this from what we've seen so far then I think it would have been a home run but the pink one again we know it's going to be or at least from what we've seen it's going to be vertical. I think this looks good. I don't know if you guys agree. I think it has a good clash between the black and pink and the logo looks it Looks the same. No, the it's... other one was XBTO. This one looks to me it looks cooler. Like the logo looks it's cooler cool. than the four letters of XBTO. That
2: that's just my like my own my own taste. My own taste. Mickey Harrison's not going to be happy about it. Can you see? You started well, <laughs> it's, and then... It's, it's
1: fine. It looks good. It, and I agree with you that the pink one, um, I we already saw people wearing the pink shirt. Not in MLS thing, because uh, um, they haven't announced the shirt officially, but I've seen people wearing the shirt, and I don't really like the logo. You've uh, uh, seen, well, we seen it? Where you seen Where have you seen it? I don't know.
2: During the MLS media day, we could... No, people. I saw
1: it during the MLS media day, but those were we the players. It. And we, yeah, yeah it was, I've seen the, people the wearing it in the street. I guess it's it's the fake ones. I don't know where they got it, but I've seen people wearing it. In El Salvador, many people were wearing that shirt already. And it's unfortunately. You know, that... Uh,
2: there was
1: shade one guy. Salmon like, pink. I don't know what, what to call that color. Right? But it's well, I need to see. Pink.
0: What shade is it going to be? Because we've seen a bunch of different shades. So it's, need a to see it. it's a brighter so, pink. It's a
1: brighter It's a brighter Salmon. Pink. It's a well, brighter tone of pink, yes.
0: At media day, to your mm-hmm. point, that when I was there and I saw just Sergio Busquets, he was wearing a, the pink zip-up that they're wearing now, which is the new part of the new 2024 swag, which I think looks pretty cool. But... You could see it—the shorts and socks you were wearing—and they looked like a different shade of pink, and they looked like the game shorts that they will probably be wearing this year, as, long, as well as the game socks. I imagine because it was media day and they had different takes to do and different videos to take for the league and et cetera, That they were wearing the new jersey, the new pink jersey that we'll see at some point before the start of the season. Uh, and it definitely, definitely looked like a different shade of pink. I don't know if it's—I can officially call it salmon yet. I need to see it, you no know, up not close salmon. and personal.
2: It's not it's saying. It's, it's,
0: it's like
1: a, neon pink. It's a tone yeah. of salmon, I would say. It's a combination. It's, it's a little brighter. more red than
0: this. It's a yeah. little more red than this.
2: It looks yeah. it looks better. It looks better than you know what's been floating in the internet. It's just that we signed a an little NTA, bit better. So we know we yeah, can Yeah, we, we can talk. that's why a lot
1: we can people show in El Salvador were wearing the shirt. So um, Bamba, that's
0: that's I don't I forget the word for it in Honduras and is Bamba. It's, 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 yeah, it's yeah, yeah,
1: it's fake. if if, no but someone from the organization from that had to do something something with the game that was wearing that shirt but i really prefer the black one because of the logo being on the side and not at the center um i personally think that the crest yes uh, being at the center i personally think that the center is reserved for uh patches that you win something or that's the game that you're playing if it's a final or whatever you won the world cup you won the liga or whatever as teams usually do and that's why teams don't put the the crest on the middle because then if you win something there's no space to put anything there but um i think the black one looks nice and we will have to wait and see what what the pink one will look officially when when they wear it and they present it to everyone
0: I don't expect it to look like the black one, but if it had, I think it would be much closer to being, for using a term of another sport, a home run. But I think with the vertical, I think it's going to take yeah. a lot away from what it could have been. Speaking of if things look good or bad, I just need a very quick answer from you guys and the people in the comment section that are reigning in with their thoughts and opinions so far on this boat cruise review. Do we like these shoes from Lionel Messi? Yes or no?
1: <laughs> that's no, a- horrendous it's a no horrendous man adidas is like trying to be be, be uh, trying to make messy uh, messy shoes happen like to be uh, like compared to jordan because he was he wore that ones for that cruise thing and then he wore another ones when he went out with antonella and sofia Vergara on the weekend they were horrible too horrendous so if you're listening
0: to this, if you're listening to this after we record, I mean, it's really hard to describe all the colors that are on his shoe. It's like a pastel green, uh, an orange, some pink in there. Some, uh, I mean, there's a lot going on there, but um, yeah, I saw, I saw a lot of comments about it. But look, maybe it's just
1: messy stuff. Maybe that's just,
0: you know, he likes Me? those type of shoes. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. maybe. Anyway. Money, money, money,
1: money, 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 money. money.
0: To, con- to continue You'll on with this, the money. with this cruise review. And I didn't mention an important part that I think will drive Jose happy. Okay. Mario Lopez was the host, was the VJ, I guess is what you call him, at the event. Yeah, celebrity slash former actor. Or I guess he's still an actor. Mario saved by Lopez. the
2: bell. Just say saved by the bell. The guy that I wasn't mean, saved by the bell. I don't
0: know if everyone will get that reference in 2024. There's, there's really? young people that watch the podcast. Hey, no, I don't I don't think everyone would get that saved by the wrong reference. Maybe maybe that's I'm true. wrong. Maybe
2: so that's I'm what wrong. I would like. Why would I would like that Mario Lopez was there? So you're, 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 you're a TV star yourself these days. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
0: There you go. Actually, funny enough, after the after the whole events ended, uh Mario Lopez was just walking, he was on his cell phone walking by like just like a man of the people, and I was walking the other direction, and I like just kind of tapped him and he turned around and went. Just like that, <laughs> I almost caught it on camera. Almost caught it on camera. Um, but all right, anyway. So that event ends. There's all these, you know, there's a there's a, there's a festive Caribbean dance um, that Messi didn't really show a whole lot of emotion for. But anyway, we move on to the other side of the boat, where it's a it's called the Aquadome, I think it was called, and uh, there was champagne waiting for us. It's the only the only thing uh, the only I won't say snack, but the only thing we were given, aside from a backpack with some goodies that a lot of people took home, But other than that, we were given some champagne on the other end and then started this other hour and a half monologue between a lot of Royal Caribbean executives that droned on and on and on. And I give Lionel Messi all the credit in the world because he had to sit there front and center as one of the guests, one of the key guest invitees and just watch. There was also some band called the Red Hot Chili Pipers from Scotland that performed. Um, there was an aqua um, show that was performed with people diving into the water, and they had Batman song playing in the background with Joker laughing. I mean, I can't imagine Messi was thrilled. That's just me personally. I can't imagine that he was sitting there like, man, I, I love this. I even jokingly tweeted out, he must be thinking like, 50 millones para esto, fifty million dollars for all this. I don't know if it's worth it anymore. Um, but obviously. A bit of a joke, but but I have to share this photo. I shared it on Twitter. This is of Inter Miami, a portion of the Inter Miami team sitting there listening to these Royal Caribbean executives pat themselves on the back. One guy even like thanked, if I'm not mistaken, he thanked his daughters for working at Royal Caribbean, and they were in attendance. And they, like, I was, I was like, I was like, Are we really? Baby. Are, we, are we really doing this? Are we, is this really? Is this really happening? But anyway, look at this image. From Inter, my, from Inter Miami players, they look enthusiastic as ever being part of that. I'm sure some of them were like, man, I couldn't come up with a better excuse not to be here. But um, almost everybody was Abana there. I
1: on his phone. Watch him Instagram.
0: Look at Benjamin Kremaski, man. He's like, uh, he's either he's cold or he's that bored. Um, he <laughs> Christov is he's trying to pretend that like he's paying attention. Luis Suarez is on his phone. Sergei Busquets and Jordi Alba are like, all right, come on, man.
2: I, I like Kristof, Bussy uh jordy and julian that would be me right there
1: <laughs> I, trying I to a, keep it together
0: <laughs> i have a picture of the entire scene messy on like on the center stage and um, the team off to the side but it's too small for you guys to really pick out here you can see it on twitter if you'd like at franco Pinizo, as you see right here um you can find it there and there's a lot of other funny faces if you really zoom in. I know you guys. When I sent it to you in our beloved and famous WhatsApp group, you guys really like Nicola Stefanelli's face because he was like this. And Coco,
1: Coco was priceless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, so that so that goes on for another hour and a half. At the end, they tell Messi to christen the boat, and he did so just by grabbing a soccer ball that was dropped in from one of the trapeze artists up in the sky. He puts it onto the podium on a little stand, and that was it. Cele- uh, celebrity confetti fell. And that was the entire event. There were no interviews for, you know, media. It was just, it was just a show. It's just a congratulatory, pat yourselves on the back event. It was what it was. I think the boat was fantastic. If you host you asked earlier how much it costs. I think cheapest, cheapest is like 1500 to 2000 something along those lines, that's the cheapest. And then it goes up from there. So Hmm. definitely not cheap. The Inter Miami players, (laughs) it's funny enough. I had a media member asked me this today. Did media get a free pass to the boat? And I said, no. The Inter-Miami players did, though. That was their surprise during the jersey unveiling event. They all got a free seven-day stay on that boat whenever they can do it. I jokingly asked DeAndre at today during media availability if his missus has started asking him for what dates. Um, obviously jokingly said some point in the offseason. Um, all right, enough of the bougie boat. Let's get to some soccer. Let's get to some football. Jose, Inter Miami has played two games. One of which, yeah. again, we cannot let the people forget. You called one of these games and it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to on right holder, Jose.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, he's <laughs>
0: back, he's back. Um, Jose, what were your takeaways from these two games? A 0-0 uh, draw down in El Salvador. I'll, come, I'll, get, I'll get to the lineups in a second. A 0-0 draw away to El Salvador last Friday. And then on Monday, a 1-0 loss to FC Dallas, obviously in Texas. You got to call that goal. It wasn't an Inter-Miami goal, but I thought you did a, a good job. All the same, showing the enthusiasm and the passion, even though it was an early, early goal. But Jose, your thoughts. What are your takeaways from the two games? Just your, your biggest takeaways.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I think the first game, you know, it, it was it was so many things going on around that game. You know, the expectations surrounded the the um, into Miami visit, and and I wouldn't call it to El Salvador; I would call it the Central America because you know we're all Central American, So you know, it it, it was a big deal. We know it was a big deal in Honduras and in, in in the entire region. So it was a huge event, um, and um, you know we. we Posted some videos as well of you know when the when the team was arriving and how crazy it was in the streets. It was just unbelievable. So um, and and then conditions are just a little bit different, especially when it comes to a preseason game. You know, it, you could tell that you know the game on Monday was just it was very different. You know, the the way the the players were acclimated to the surroundings. It was not more like everybody's watching us. Everybody wants us to do well here. Everybody wants to do us something spectacular. And then the mentality for the team was just, this is our game, first game of preseason. So I thought that game was not good, not bad, just okay. You know, it was just a show. Now, the game in Dallas, I think they play a little bit better. But the one thing that was concerning to me, and I told you this morning, you know, it's 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 why were they not able to break, break um, FC Dallas down defensively? you know, they're not a great team. It was the first game for them as well. So they have a little bit, they had a little bit of an advantage and yet they were never able, you know, to just break them down. I think for me, I, I think it is they, they need to move the ball a lot faster. I think that's the one thing. And I said it, I said it in the broadcast and then, you know, a little bit concerning as well, defensively, but um, I'm giving them time defensively because I know that's not the team that's going to, you know, play in the regular season. I mean, the first game, DeAndre Yedlin and Noah Allen as center back. So I knew immediately that I couldn't judge them defensively in that game. You know, I, I mean, it's there's no way to do that. What, what does then, it
0: say, well, on, What does it say to you, very quickly? What does it say to you that, again, and we've talked we talked about this last year.
2: Yeah, McVeigh. I think that's where it's going right.
0: What, what does it say to you that DeAndre Yedlin yeah. and Noah Allen, two fullbacks, are starting at center backs over the healthy and available? Christopher McVeigh and
2: Ryan Saylor. Ryan Saylor. Yeah, that's very telling. It, it is yeah. very telling. It is very telling. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's it, it has to be disappointing for them. And even, you know, the game on Monday, McVeigh comes in. And, you know, initially he doesn't play as a, as a center back. You know, he plays on the right side, which I was a little bit surprised about it because, you know, we obviously saw him uh, under Phil playing as a left back. Not as a right back and you know, it was just it feels like at this point McVeigh and Sailor are just there, you know, to complete the team. You know, we, we need to yeah, we numbers. need to give rest to the starters, so let's just go ahead and put them in. Maybe they they have a good show and somebody, you know, it's interested in them and, and we can find a way to make this work for, for both parties. So I think the second game was better. I, I would say that.
0: Andre, I'm going to you, but before I do that, this was the starting lineup in the game. Again, again, a goalless draw against El Salvador. A lot of fanfare, though, a lot of hoopla, a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement on the streets in El Salvador. If you hadn't seen the images on social media, take the time to do so whenever you have some spare time because it's worth checking out. There was it was all the messy mania that you could expect. So it was a five, three, two. CJ Dos Santos got the start in goal in place of Drake Callender, who was with the U.S. Men's National Team. Back five from right to left. Julian Gressel, DeAndre Yedlin, Thomas Aviles, Noah Allen, Jordi Alba. Your midfield trio, Sergio Busquets, Gregory, Benjamín Kremaski, and up top, the duo of Luis Suárez and Lionel Messi. Held without a goal, like Jose said, it wasn't a beautiful game. There were a couple of moments where Inter Miami linked up well in that final third, but not enough, especially for a team that has that much quality. The one, the one sequence where the Fantastic Four, Los Cuatro Fantásticos, I am hell-bent yeah. on calling them, and I know Jose and Andrea have uh, referenced them as well. Um, that one sequence where they all got involved with one another and they they created a, a hard shot on goal for Messi, that was probably one of the bright spots of that match. Of course, one of the post-alarming and uh, negative for Inter Miami was the injury to Facundo Parias ends up tearing his ACL on a challenge when Darwin set in. Um, Andrea, obviously, that's a loss for Inter-Miami, a young player who was expected to get a lot of minutes, who was going to factor in. Maybe he's not one of the big-name stars, but you expected him to have a big role. It's not his first injury either in his young career, 21 years old, and he's already had a couple of serious ones. He's out for the rest of the season per Inter-Miami, so a significant loss, especially in that creative department, especially in that depth that Intermine was likely counting on for this year. How big of a loss is it? And by the way, kudos to you guys in the Porto Total USA, who you guys write and work for, um, for capturing those images down in El Salvador, especially the one of him being carried into the bus um, with a heavily bandaged left leg. That before. was heartbreaking.
2: It was terrible. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah, Jose de Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> that, that was terrible because um, this was a season for Facundo uh, to prove himself to be able to play a whole season with Messi. Let's remember he got here after Messi last year and had some good games. But then at the end of the season, um, well, it, what happened to the whole team? They got tired or they didn't... Um, it showed that they didn't have enough time to play together and that's why they didn't go to the playoffs. But Facundo shows some promising signs of uh, being able to, to gain a position and start in this team. And also, I think he still had the the the, um, the dream of being, if he had a good season, he could go to Europe after that. But it's unfortunate and it's unfortunate it happened in preseason. It happened him coming in, in into the game. And uh, you know, it's one of those accidents that happened because uh, yes, Darwin Seren uh, made the thing, but he, he tried to go for the ball and that's when the injury happened. So it's really unfortunate and for him especially because being that young and, and having two, two, already, two ACLs already is going to be tough. It's gotta be tough. But he also has someone in the team that has gone through that, that's Ian and Frey. And uh, I think it, it will help him that to see that you can come back even if after you have two of these injuries and, and and that he has to work for that. That he has to work for that and 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 not not lose hope because he's still young, he's he's going to have time. But for Inter Miami is a big loss because um I was asking Tata about that because they lose him, and I thought, okay, they're not going to loan Emerson now because they need more wingers. They don't have any more wingers uh after him and Robert Taylor that are quality, right? Because then you have well, I, don't, then-
0: I don't think they were looking – me me personally. It's just my, my perception. I don't think that they were looking at Farias to be a, a, a winger. I think they are looking for him to be more of a creative guy in the middle of the park to help alleviate – the playmaking that Lionel Messi, Messi has to do especially yeah. in games where Messi's yeah. not going to be around if he's going to be with Argentina or he's going to be rested or whatever the yeah, case is yeah that could be it. but we looking.
1: saw last year also that he played well with Messi when Messi wasn't on field and he playing him with him playing on the wings they they work good together but uh well now Miami has to 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 go and look for options because one as you say they don't have anyone to to come in and play in Messi's position when Messi is going to leave. We know he's going to begin leaving in March, then in June. Then if he wants to play Olympics, he's going to leave in August also. Uh, And he said it, the the national team is the priority, right? So that is nothing to be surprised by. But uh, Inter Miami don't have that now. And they don't, uh, with Coco coming out from injury, maybe you have another winger striker, but you don't have any, any more of those creative players, so I think that's I think Stefanelli might,
2: might be the guy, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And and I think Nico and, and with that, Stefanelli, there were talks that he was going to leave and and mm-hmm. and, and go and play return to Chile to play with Everton from Vina del Mar, but now this changes everything because he He been to, Ch- to
0: Vina del Mar, FYI, yes, I to Viña del Mar.
1: beautiful place, <laughs> and um. The thing is that with that, I guess Nicolás Stefanelli is now traveling with the team to Arabia, and it's not going to go to Chile because they don't have any other players that but Tata are available. But said this morning
2: that we could still expect changes, you know?
1: Yeah, of course. And I, I think, think we, we will. We we'll have, have said, to though, expect changes.
2: But I think what you guys just said
0: is telling right Because Farias figured to be an important part of this team. Like an important piece If not in the not an every game starter, a regular contributor part time starter. And with him now being sidelined, I think that changes Inter Miami's plans tremendously. Like Andrea said, there were reports last week of Nicola Stefanelli being sent to Everton down in Chile, not the English Everton, the Chilean Mm -hmm. Everton. However, after the injury, Nicola Stefanelli was one of the players who had initially been excluded from that El Salvador game day roster and was included for the trip to Dallas for that game against FC Dallas. So I think that's telling that if Farias is out, Stefanelli is one of the players that comes in. And I think, again, not saying he's going to give you the same exact thing that Farias would have given you, but I think in terms of the profile of players on this roster right now, I think he's just he's the next man up. And I think exactly. now and they're can, not going and he, to be able to get rid of him. Unless yeah, they find somebody else in short notice like this, they're not gonna And do the thing win. with
1: Stefanelli is that Stefanelli can play in a lot of positions. He can play in Messi's position. He can play as a winger. He can play as a striker. Yeah.
2: But, but he needs to prove, you know, that he can actually perform.
1: Yeah. You know, I thing think is that's that the
2: problem. I think he's he will, talented, but you know, at this point it, it feels like he's caught in a situation where it doesn't matter where you put him. He needs to perform. And, yeah. Yes, he can play several positions, but th- there has to be one spot on the field that he can really contribute to this team because I wouldn't choose um Stefanelli over Taylor on the wing, you know. Yeah. I-, I wouldn't I wouldn't put him as a nine over Campana, you know, and Campana is the third striker. Um oh, I wouldn't put him striker. in the well Messi plays as a striker Messi now. Does so. not, that's does not. a striker. Yeah. Okay,
0: oh, let's get the semantics. Messi so, is not Messi's not playing yeah. as a striker.
2: Messi plays all over the all over the field. So um, I wouldn't put him in the middle, you know, over Bengha or over anybody else.
0: Kala in the comment section, please know Stefanelli flashback under Phil as a nine and team would constantly cross to him. That's funny because <laughs> if you're unaware of Nicola Stefanelli's profile, he's not the tallest player, more of a diminutive Right. It, it did happen sure, in the game nice. on
2: monday it did happen in the game on monday you know they were crossing the ball to him and he was standing right next to omar gonzalez so <laughs> i mean <laughs> A bit of an unfair david versus Goliath life match you know in- I, I i pointed yeah. out i pointed
0: out yes
1: in, you pointed it out i pointed in it the out game. in the broadcast <laughs> I, I felt laughing. bad after i said yes. it and
2: then you know i was i was hard on stefanelli without wanting to be hard because I, I was making a comment about him, you know, about, you know, maybe the team looking for options. And I said, like, better options. And I really wanted to say other options. Yeah. You know? But, it I happens.
0: mean, it's... Life, life, you know, comments on live shows, live Right, know, you know, yeah. They just, they just come out, and once they're out, too late. There's no yeah, 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 but I, I think that late. the
1: bottom line from Faria's injury, uh, in, in terms of the team, in terms of what the team can expect, is that that Stefanelli may not be on, the, on his way out. Because... Right. right now, right. it's yeah. too short of a time to find someone with those yeah. characteristics that can replace Messi and that can it's, replace it's other players. It's going
0: in the cap and it fits exactly. long-term in the cap. Like, yeah. Again, that's why I think the, uh, the Farias injury is a big blow to what Inter yeah. Miami you know, was planning for this year. And I think they're going to, they had, in some way, shape, or form, Chris Henderson, Tata Martino, and the staff, they probably have to sit on the, in a meeting yeah. on, on Saturday and, and look at a whiteboard and say, all right, now what? And where do kind we of go? Reshuffle, reshuffle yeah. their cards a little bit. Yeah, I, I um, think it's a Facundo big loss. big
2: loss. Yeah, for me personally, I think I thought about, you know, Facundo this year before um, you know, preseason and everything, and I thought, you know, he's gonna be a very important player when Messi's not here. And, and I think that's where it hurts them the most. You right, know, if absolutely. Messi's available and everybody's available, I think they'll be fine. But, you know, we know eventually they're gonna go away with the national team. So that's when you start thinking and looking for options, and, and I immediately thought, okay, Facundo is there, so you know they they could survive in MLS with Facundo. Um, you know,
0: Stefanelli has a lot to prove this year, but uh, right, look, look, it's unfortunate that a teammate got injured for this to happen. Pero la puerta se la abierto, right? The door has opened for him to yeah, have, a chance, have a more of a chance,
1: especially on this gains, on this tour that they are embarking today. He needs to demonstrate that he can be an asset for this team. Because, you yeah. know, many players in preseason, we see that it's a moment when they can prove themselves for the coach. Exactly. And that's, and that's where Set he has to deliver. And say, I am ready. So, okay, Messi is not going to play the whole four games, 90 minutes. So when he comes in, in any moment that he comes in or starts in in, in place of Messi, he needs to perform he needs to perform, or if not, he's going to be sold, and Inter Miami are going to look maybe in MLS for an MLS player that that is already on the league to to make a trade and something like that. Because I think if he doesn't perform in this preseason, they are going to chip him to to Chile.
0: Stephanie Stephanie Last year did score some. I don't, think, uh, I don't I don't know if important goals, but he scored some some notable goals at times for the team. Um, I'm trying to remember which Open Cup game it was, but he scored Birmingham. a goal in the Open Cup. Uh, mm-hmm. There you go. Jose, your memory is impeccable. I'm getting older. My memory that I used to always be very, very proud of is not um, doing as well as
2: I get older. Well, that was, that was messy day, you know? So you see, that's why I, I couldn't forget that. Birmingham. Right.
0: This is why you're rights holder, Jose. Uh,
2: <laughs> not anymore.
0: <you> know, Stefanelli <laughs> has scored, you know, he scored some goals last year and he showed moments, but it's about not just scoring goals, it's about, the functioning of the team, how he contributes in more ways than one, and that's where he's going to have to make an impact. A lot of times we spoke to him last year, a lot of the availabilities and interviews we had with him, it was kind of like the same thing of him still adapting, him recovering from injuries. He has to stay healthy. He absolutely has to stay healthy to make the most of this opportunity. So we'll see how that unfolds, but I mean it's there for him. Now he's got to seize the opportunity. All right, let's switch gears to the second game a little bit more detail. They should go
1: for Carlos Vela. (laughs) Andrea, Stop, Just Stop to, to say yeah, that this, to bother Franco because he gets mad when I say headlines.
0: that. This will end up making headlines potentially in Mexico. Oh, in Miami after Carlos Bell, and then they're going to cite Andrea Yanes of Miami Total Football. <laughs> and then what? And then what? And then what? Uh, not everyone knows the rules in MLS, um especially uh, abroad. All right, this was the starting lineup in the game on Monday. Against FC Dallas, a game that, yes, Jose Armando, a.k.a. Allen Jose, a.k.a. Cinco, called as rights holder Jose. Bien, Jose, for the third mention, this or fourth, fifth, sixth mention. Uh, this was the starting lineup for Inter-Miami. Drake Calendar returned in between the pipes. Back five, DeAndre Edlin as the right wing back, Noah Allen. Uh, sorry, Jordi Alba as the left wing back. Your set, three center backs from right to left, Thomas Aviles, he Kristoff, Noah Allen. Midfield three, Julian Gressel moved into the center of the park. And next to him were Busquets and David Ruiz. Your boy, David, Ruiz, Andrea, and Jose. And then up top, again, the combo of Messi and Suarez. Now, we'll dive into the game in a little more detail. There were some positive moments here. Like Jose said, I agree yeah, if you compare the game against El Salvador, which was the first game of preseason, it is against a national team, so the intensity is a little bit different than an MLS team. Not a little bit. It's different than an MLS team. Um, Inter Miami looked sluggish. They looked like a team that was coming off the offseason. They had the preseason cobwebs to shake off. Looked a bit sluggish. Not a whole lot in that one. In this one, even though they went down early off of not poor defending, off no. of a turnover, Jordan the of a over bad
2: yeah. spot,
0: very bad giveaway. And then Miami gets exposed on the counter. But they held on to the ball well. They dictated the tempo. They had some chances. Not a whole lot of chances, but they had some chances. Just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. I, I will personally, me, at this point, two games in, chalk it up to some rust. Chalk it up to you know the team rediscovering itself. I came away from that game with mejores sensaciones, with better Uh, takeaways, a better sensation about Inter-Miami and the direction they're headed. I know there's a lot of talk about no goals through two games, and listen, it's Inter-Miami with this fantastic four, star-studded team. They're expected to win a lot. They're going to be judged every preseason game, every match, you know, any five-on-five that they'll play at practice. Like They're going to get judged for everything they do. So I completely get that. That's the bar that they've set for themselves. But result aside, I don't think they played terrible. It's just about fine-tuning those little bits there in the final third, which I think Will come. I think it's impossible for it not to come when you have the likes of Luis Suarez and Lionel Messi. I mean, if you look at the movements that they have, and like you know the the chemistry and the understanding that they displayed at times, I mean, I I don't think many MLS teams are going to be able to handle that. I mean, that one play where Luis Suarez drifts out to the wing, whips in across to the trailing run of Messi at the top of the box. I mean, and Messi just shanked the the volley attempt. I mean, those movements. The
1: thing is that they become the too predictable MLS. after a while. And that's why they they lose and and that's why they keep playing the same and that's why they haven't won since September.
2: No, because, but I mean Messi is not predictable. No, I mean, Messi not, top, but the style of play
1: of Inter Miami, you know that Inter Miami every team and you saw it with the goal, everything knows that they need to attack Jordi Alba and uh, Deandre Jelly. That in you can go the 90 minutes just uh, metido atrás. And wait for them to make a mistake and score a goal and win, and that's been a problem that they've been having since last since Tata came in. Well, since Phil was in the team, but with Tata, it, it was well, supposed to get better, but it hasn't.
0: I'm gonna so ruffle Tata- your guys' feathers. I'm gonna ruffle your guys' feathers, and I think this is this is an interesting point, right? Because you have Suarez, you have Messi, you've got Busquets in the midfield who can help dictate the tempo, you can hit a nice long ball, who can find Messi with the with the range of short passes. But that midfield overall still lacks some creativity. It still lacks another player that can unlock a defense. And I'm sorry for your boy, David Ruiz, and Benjamin Kremaski. They are hard workers. They are young players. They have promising futures. But on a team like this that wants to win everything they're competing for, I don't think they can be the regular starter, one of those who can't be the regular starter in that midfield. I think they
2: need somebody else. I think they need to add somebody there. I think it's. I think it's pretty clear why they need somebody else. If you look at the roster and look at the players in the middle of the field, most of them are defensive-minded players. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look I'm at Gregore, you look at Benja Kremaski, who's Benja Hakermaski's idol, Rodrigo Paul, So he thinks of himself, you know, more as a box-to-box defensive hard worker, market.
0: gritty, yeah. mm-hmm. it's right. stuck in. 100%.
2: So David Ruiz. Also as well, (laughs) Busquets, you know, obviously he's good with the ball, but still, I mean, if you look at the entire uh, middle of the field for Inter Miami, there's not one, uh, a single creative player, except for maybe Stefanelli, which it it would be the only only one. Mota is better with the ball, but still, you know, you will never put him uh, as a creative yeah. player you know those are diez. players yeah. those are players that are not going to create chances for
1: you and you know, especially they might now started. that you have Messi playing beside Suarez because that that as Jose was saying that will be the case Messi yes he can play wherever he wants and he plays wherever he wants but with Suarez and the chemistry that he has he likes to go up top to be there so, Andrea, yeah. Steve
0: Munoz in the comment section says, I don't often agree with Andrea, but I agree with her here. Almost everything went to the left with the Alba. Yedlin offers nothing attacking. Better to have Gressel at right wing back. I would say that's the weak link. That's the weak link Let's go to Andrea. The comment was about Andrea. Let's let her uh, pat herself on the back. Let's do a Royal Caribbean here. Andrea. Pat <laughs> yourself on the
1: back, please. <laughs> Give me my flowers. No, and and I think that will be a problem because... And everybody concentrates on if it's a back five or a back four. But in either formation, they have the same problem because these are uh, defenders that like to go up top, but both are, they are in MLS because their careers in Europe are over, both Alba and Yellin. And that was because they can't defend anymore. And the problem with Inter Miami is that every team in the MLS knows so every team that has a Jesus Ferreira that has a Paula Riola they are going to have problems with them they are going to be teams that are bad like if you put yeah. Inter Miami against Colorado Rapids of last year because this year they have a good teams in, in paper if you put them against them Inter Miami are going to destroy them but with teams that are good like Nashville like Orlando like it, to rivals that they have last year, Inter Miami are always going to struggle because of that. So they need to have the ball. Um, they need to have the ball and be a little bit more creative, not just through the wings. Right, right. No, no, no solo yeah. They need to have
0: some behind tocan, Messi tocan. that
1: can be creative when Messi wants to go to be at top with Suarez. And they don't have that in this right. moment. And, and Jose is right. Maybe Stefanelli could, could, could fill that place, but... They don't have a lot of options. I'll tell
2: you what. I'll tell you what. For me, there are two things with this team right now. You know, when it comes to the starting eleven, I think Tata is still finding his way. Um, especially the game against Dallas, I think, you know, David Ruiz on the left side is not a good idea. Julian Gressel, as well as a midfielder, not a great idea. Um, I think if Gressel is, is is available, he should be playing, um, you know, as um, a right wing back. I mean, that's, that's great. I mean, we saw it in El Salvador... One of the few good things outside of uh, you know the the los cuatro fantásticos, it was Greso, You know, bringing good crosses in, it, it, he did a good job. So I think that's his spot. I he's think an Noah
0: from Yedlin in that respect, right? Um, clear yeah. upgrade, Clear upgrade.
2: Yeah, I think Noah Allen. You know, he's not a center back. He's,
0: he's not, not a center
2: back. He's gonna nah. struggle. Um, yeah. So you know, just. Trust McVeigh, give him a chance, a real chance. You know, put yeah, him out there if not, you want, that see what happens. If not, bring somebody else in. Papa well, no
1: does like him.
2: Well, now Nico is here. They clearly want players Nico's that are here. good on
0: the ball. They clearly want players that are good on the ball. And, yeah. And
2: whether McVay's you agree, good, whether yeah.
0: we agree, disagree, he deems Noah Allen with his height better. limitations, yeah. who's out of position, he deems him as the better fit for the style they want to play. Than Christopher McVay. That's well, I think
2: I, I think with Nico Nico Freire now on the team, I think that will will be his. his we,
0: we will get there, Holton. Yeah. Hold your horse.
2: And then Hold your the second the second thing I wanted to mention is, you know, Andrea was talking about you know just teams sitting back, you know that's not the recipe for success. Yeah.
3: When you're facing Messi, when you're here facing Messi,
2: if you give him the ball for sixty minutes, and you know the team is clicking. They will score on you. Jose. They will score on you. I wouldn't play the counter attack game.
1: Also,
0: did FC Dallas get scored
2: on? I mean, it's preseason. Ah, many-
1: but, did FC Dallas Jose, but scored? last year they demonstrated that they couldn't. That like we, they we, we needed right, the Messi, something. The but the team, the team like the whole team if you take messi away cannot score in these situations when a team forms a block and defends well like cincinnati did last year for example or orlando did last year in in, in one of the games they cannot score even with messi and the other ones of course they're going to score a lot of goals because they are bad teams in mls they are bad teams their problem is that Not the bad teams, but that they can't compete until this moment with the better teams in MLS. They don't have the names um, that they have because they don't have Messi, Suarez and the Cuatro Fantasticos, but they have good systems and good teams. And those teams, it makes... It's hard for them: Cincinnati, Nashville, Orlando, Columbus Crew. Those teams are difficult for Inter Miami because of that. Yeah, reason. So I mean,
2: I'm not saying that they have. To, in
1: this I moment, mean, they, they haven't brought anyone that no, I, can I think change po- I think it that comes for the, the long
0: term. I think it comes down to the point that they need someone more creative. In yes, that. They, they, do, need they, they need do. someone that's a they little more They haven't brought attacking. anyone. If that you're going to play in a línea de cinco, if you're going to play línea de cinco, which I know they say línea de tres or back three, but it's a back five those five players are of defensive characteristics. Yes, your fullbacks might push forward and Jordi Alba's good on the ball, but he's still a defensive player. So if you're going to have five defensive players, sure, you might have one of the midfields in front that you need to do some dirty work. But one of those other two, right, because Busquets is going to be starting, one of the other two, or both of the other two, need to be more offensive, attack-minded players. That's my opinion. Now, I know Tata's looking for the balance, and he wants to have – solid shape something he talked about today and the last availability before they travel to Saudi Arabia but I think they need a little more attacking verb there. Very quickly for you guys before we dive into uh, a quote here a clip from Tata Martino uh, very quickly is it concerning because I know there's been a lot of talk on social media is it at all concerning that Inter Miami did not score a single goal through these first two games. With their, with their Cuatro Fantasticos starting both of them. 45 minutes against El Salvador and then about an hour or so uh, against FC Dallas. Jose, is it concerning at all that they did not score a goal in those two games?
2: No. If they would have scored a penalty or an own goal, people wouldn't be talking about it. So,
0: no. Not uh, Andrea, at all. is it at all concerning?
1: No, it's not
0: at all concerning i mean i agree with you that it's not concerning but i won't know if i say at all at all it's like you know extreme. let I'll me tell you why a little,
1: a little quickly why because el salvador knew that they were playing messi they played their best football in last 20 games um having been seeing them because we play against them in 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 every tournament they played their best game in, in the last 20 games because they were playing against messi and dallas also they wanted to show their the supporters that were there even though it wasn't a sellout and they could have played it in in their own stadium and it would have looked better but that dallas also was playing against messi so um no
0: one going to be playing against messi like, we're, again, I'm, we're I'm giving it a, a little big people, But
1: Dallas doesn't play with Inter-Miami this season, so they had that motivation because they don't have it. I'm not, not going to
0: say – it's not concerning. I'm not saying it's concerning. But is it at all concerning? It's a tiny bit. A tiny bit. Because if you have Suarez – listen, okay, El Salvador first game of the preseason, they should have scored against FC Dallas. Like, Messi had a clear opportunity. One-on-one opportunity. to put it away. It was a good save. Even though it's preseason, you would expect that, that team, with the star power it has, Playing FC Dallas, which is also coming into its own, you know, preseason. Not like FC Dallas has been training for a month, and and Miami hasn't. I won't say it's super concerning, but I would say it's a little tiny bit concerning. I'll,
2: I'll give them one more game. If they don't score the next game, then you know. <laughs>
1: oh, but it's
0: preseason. To think about. I was but it's preseason. They they flew a long way, and now they're tired they're
1: uh,
2: the Yeah, year. they're going to have excuses. No, but they
1: they're going to have excuses. But these games are a little bit more important because uh, they're facing teams that are in season that have been in season they they have been in a break because uh, they should
2: struggle and really,
1: and they, they should, should struggle, struggle against these team exactly so yes, if see. if they get a goal in this uh, in these uh, games especially in Saudi Arabia the other two are also nonsense like Salvador and Dallas but if they if they struggle against this Al-Hilal and Al said it's not gonna be something that surprises me because they should struggle these are teams that are in season and that have shown uh better football than what we have seen from inter miami
0: our resident our resident referee tank 721 is in the comment (laughs) section says hey everybody i give tata a yellow card for his formation and starting 11 choices (laughs) well let's listen to tata listen to tata was asked about the two games you know he didn't do any post game after either match but he did speak today at practice, their Inter is actually flying in the next 45 minutes or so. They'll be leaving South Florida here at 11 p.m. around 11 p.m. as they head on a, I think, 16-hour flight, if I'm not mistaken, um, to Saudi, or Saudi Arabia. I think they're, I think they're landing in Riyadh. Anyway, this was Tata Martino's analysis of these first two games. It's in Spanish. We will paraphrase for you guys that don't afterwards.
3: A ver, del primero change. al segundo partido me. Me incomodaba eh, que no habíamos defendido bien eh, los los espacios grandes a espaldas de la línea de cuatro. Creo que con Dallas eh, lo hicimos mucho mejor. Eh, Incluso el gol de ellos es por una pérdida en salida eh, y no por el rival corriendo al espacio. Eh, Me parece que mejoramos mucho mm, en el segundo partido en, en el control del juego. Eh, incluso hasta en situaciones de gol, eh, circulamos mejor la pelota. Eh, Si hay alguna preocupación, esto de no hacer goles y no ganar el partido siempre es algo que te dejaría un poco más conforme, pero en realidad es que lo que estamos buscando es es una solidez de equipo que poco a poco creo que vamos a ir logrando, insisto, Todavía hay jugadores que no están eh, pleno. Este, me preguntaban por Franco y Franco está a 30-40 días de poder volver. Este, Nicolás probablemente en 15 días esté a disposición nuestra. Eh, Diego está jugando el, el preolímpico. Eh, si uno piensa en esto, más una, alguna, algún refuerzo que podamos tener en estos días. Este, Tres o cuatro jugadores siempre modifican la cuestión y, y nos, seguramente nos harán mejores. Excuses, man. Me, so, that, so
0: that's where. The, hold on, Jose, hold on. I, I want to go there. I want to go there. I do want to go there. But let's paraphrase for the people that don't speak Spanish or don't understand Spanish. So a lot of what he said is some of the things we've analyzed earlier on this pod. And a lot of it was about how from the first game to the second game, he saw improvements in terms of retention of the ball, circulation of the ball. He liked the second game better than the first game, et cetera, et cetera. He does say, which I think is not a small thing, that está buscando una solidez, which means that they're looking for defensive solidity. In my in my understanding or my interpretation of what he's saying, like I think he thinks that Miami is just going to score goals just because they have the talent to do so. Suarez and Messi and whoever else is starting up there, they're going to figure it out just because of the sheer talent that they have. And if more of the focus, despite this being an attack-minded team, at least right now is that it's on the defensive side and ensuring things up defensively and trying to be as solid as possible on that side. I think that's what the onus right now for Inter Miami is. I think that's what they're really working on. Again, that's just my supposition. This is my interpretation of what he says. But at the end, like Jose was just about to get into Right-holder Jose was about to be two-foot slide tackle Jose because I can tell that that bothers him. And I agree with you that at the end when Tata Martino says that they're missing three to four players, that not everybody is fully uh, sharp, not everyone's at at peak sharpness, and that they could bring in some more reinforcements, that that adds up to making a world of difference or a big difference. We heard a lot of that last year too at different points. Yeah, but you cannot expect Tata Martino. And he knows. I know he knows this. Of course, he knows this. You cannot expect this team to be fully sharp, fully fit, fully healthy for the entire season. Like at points, you're going to be missing players. Like, and I know that he knows. Like he's mentioned it in other moments. But it is like you said, Jose. It does sound like an excuse because you cannot rely yeah. on the perfect and ideal scenario and circumstance to play out for you week in and week out. And that can't be an excuse for your team
2: not perform if you have los cuatro fantasticos you have to perform that's it
1: yeah you know, no Messi, excuse-
2: Busi, Jordi and Suarez are available which they have started both games you know they should perform I mean I'm not going to judge them for the first two games of preseason I agree but just don't come at me with those excuses <sighs> that Diego Gomez is with the and that's why we feel like we're not there yet. Or Franco Neri is not ready. He's going to be ready in 45 days. I feel like this is not the year for excuses. I mean, yeah. if Messi is not available, that's the only excuse that's valid well, for why do you think
0: he's? Why do you think he's offering up that, that rationale?
2: Hold
0: because
1: on. he knows that Messi is going to be gone a lot of times this year. He knows it.
2: So
0: but he's... Why offer that rationale? He's
1: abriendo now? el paraguas?
2: No, I think, it, you know, it's... It, it's more about damage control
1: easy way out right it's like the 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 easiest
0: explanation he can find to be like all right well calm down guys calm down yeah yeah Uh, it's
2: damage control it's like we're early let's not get started going that way you know just give us some time but i think you know we we were already set on giving him time and not judging his team but it, it is you know not upsetting but you know it's it's hard to understand why would you go with, you know, the excuse that this or that guy is not available right now. When, you know, especially Franco Negri, he knew already that they would not be, they, they would not be ready by this point in preseason. So, but he, I mean... He did say
0: there, he did say to piggyback off of that, he did say that Franco Negri and Coco John, they're in that final stage of the recovery that he expects them to be back in 30 to 45 days. Andrea mentioned Emerson Rodriguez, Tata Martino confirmed that he will be heading back on loan to Santos Laguna and the IMX. So there will be no uh, Rivaldo return. Right. You know, you know, when
2: he was, when he was talking about Franco and Coco and, and, you know, it was just giving us like in detail, um, you know, 30 to 45. I loved
0: it. I loved it. Yes. I I had the same takeaway when I rewatched the interview uh, here, when I was preparing the pot, I was like, he literally just said that the medical staff <laughs> has told him that yeah. and <laughs> I
1: thought of, I was the only MP one that noticed. No, no, no.
0: But Lionel
1: Messi last but year no, no, was the no, no, no no timeline for his Or discovery. Jordi Alba. It was the big mystery. Wow. People, people, listeners, viewers,
0: please, if something like that happens again this year, because I know there were some people that completely from the beginning were like, that's P.S., but there yeah. were some people that were like buying it. They were like, "Oh, he's not healthy." You know, they don't know. It's medical staff has a diagnosis. The medical staff knows what it is. The medical staff has an idea. If they're not telling us, it's for whatever reasons they don't want to tell us. Whether it's commercial, business wise, um, economical económico, whatever you want. But they know. They know. So yes, Jose, thank you yes. for bringing that up. I would have. I would we have just we just never life.
2: forget. You know, yeah, never, we never forget. forget. Yeah, never forget, never forget. yeah. just because of the old saying that every we treat everybody the same, everybody, we don't look any prayer, you know, differently than any other old saying in, in yeah. football, we know that's not the case. And, well, I guess, you know, we have proof now for Tata. Yeah. So, so, so we'll save be- it, Tata. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're, yes, we're marking this part. We'll bring it back up <laughs> later in the year if it is needed. Uh, all right, very quickly to start wrapping up the pod, um, let's talk about a couple of players. One of them is the new center back that was signed this week. Officially on loan from, why am I blanking on the Mexican team? Pumas Pumas down in Mexico. His name is Nicolas Jose. Help me with the pronunciation. All right, Nicolas Freire has been signed by Inter Miami on loan for the entire season. Now, there were questions of is he going to be a depth piece Is he's just coming on loan? Or is he going to be a starter on this team? And I think we got our answer today. No one directly said he's going to be a starter. But based on what was said in the pre-practice availability, you can come away with the interpretation that he's going to be a starter. And he's going to be the replacement for one Kamal Miller, who is now with the mm-hmm. Portland Timbers. Yeah, this Left-footed. is a player
1: that... that- that has been playing in Europe for, for the past month. So it's, it's a quality player. Uh, This is, I think a good signing for them. Obviously they, they made a deal because they couldn't buy him pay all that money that Pumas is asking for him. And they, they found a solution and, and and signed him on loan. I, I bet maybe they could buy him depending on the year, depending on the price, you know, those things change as a season progresses, but I think they bought him for, to be a starter.
2: Now, very now here's
0: very the quickly, very quickly. Hold on, very quickly. I want I want to hear from Nicolas Freire here when he asked about why he came to M- Inter Miami because he talked about his conversations with Tata Martino and he talked about el cariño. He talked about like that. I don't know how you translate cariño. It would be love, love, attention. You know, like he got he got some positive feedback from the coaching staff and he felt the desire to come in. He said he said that was the One of the main reasons why he came. He didn't talk about Messi. He didn't talk about all that initially. He talked about the attention, the love, the standing that the coaching staff put him in and and placed on him and where they fit him or where they see him fitting into this season's plan. So this is what he said
3: here in Spanish. Uh, A ver, llega un momento donde necesitamos ese cariño y como deportistas... Y acá, bueno, desde que que se comunicaron conmigo, me mostraron mucho interés para que pueda estar acá. Eh, Bueno, eso, la la charla es es privada, pero bueno, te puedo decir que que, que, que me generó una gran satisfacción saber que que un cuerpo técnico de la magnitud eh, del, del Tata se hayan comunicado conmigo y, bueno, quieran que hoy esté acá. So the smile he had on his face,
0: because I had asked him directly, like, you know, what were the conversations? Cause he, he started the the interview minutes earlier saying that the talks with the coaching staff are what really sold him on on coming to Inter Miami. So I asked him what was said, you know, what was said in those talks? What did Tata Martino say about where he fits into the plans? And he didn't reveal, he says there, he's like, you know, those those details um stay private between the coaching staff and myself. But he says it with a smile, man. And he's and that to me shows genuine that there was something that was said or things that were said that really made him feel important in terms of where he fits in and that's that's why he he made the decision to come here at this point in the career he did call this one of the most important stops one of the important moments of his career I'm very curious to see how he plays he's not going to be ready for another few weeks according to Tata Martino but I'm curious to see because I don't know if he's the fastest. I've never seen him play, but I don't know if he's the fastest. And and Kamal Miller, I mean, he wasn't the fastest either, but once he got going, once he got that acceleration, then he, he could cover some ground. Inter Miami is going to need some Thomas Avelis wheels this year. because uh, I mean, I, th- I still think they need another center back, me personally. Yeah, I, still I think agree. They need another center
2: back. And, and I'll tell you what, you know, when, when, they, when they traded Kamal Miller, you know, one of the things for me to judge that trade was – who are they bringing in? Because they got some money, they got an international spot. I'm not sure that Frede. What's the first you know, option? Complements that deal,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
2: because first off, he's on loan, which mm-hmm. it's a one year loan. Which for me, is more like a Dixon Arroyo situation. You know, they'll see how how it works out. If you know he's really, it's really money good, thing,
0: it's probably a money thing. Yeah, but... Where Dixon Arroyo was just, he was coming in because Gregory was injured. Like, this is more, I think, we see him fitting in longer term, but we just have to make the numbers work. And for this year, let's just put him on loan. It, it helps the budget. That's just yeah, my... but I, I
2: doubt point. that Pumas will be,
1: Yeah, know, they're not going to give mean, him for free. Yeah, they're not oh, of just going to give
2: next him... Year, okay, guys, so, you know, I'll wait next year. If you like him, then we'll work something out. What if he gets hurt? then Pumas, you know, he gets him back and it's hurt. So I don't think Pumas, they're going to be that nice just to mm-hmm. give Inter Miami a player, you know, so that they can try try him out for a year. So and especially
1: look at the nego- negotiations of Inter Miami with Mexican teams because they wanted to sell Emerson to Santos. Santos said, no, you're asking too much. They didn't. Well, did have any offers and they don't have any more options. So that's to that's
0: just negotiations. Back. So that's just part of the whole song and dance.
2: I think every everybody when it comes to if you're you know if you get a call from into Miami, they uh, try you to would get, think, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to make a lot of money here. Mm-hmm. You know, they just have the money, they have Messi, which exactly. is not the case according to MLS rules. Mm-mm. But you know, the they, people don't know
1: MLS rules.
0: That's the problem. That's not what I heard. Just I, I've said this before. I said this. I think maybe last week with Simon. From what I've heard, from what sources have told me, there's a lot of there's been questions. I've gotten texts from MLS players asking me. How is Inter Miami fitting all these players onto their salary budget? And from what I've heard from sources in and around the team, players are coming here for cheaper. They are taking less money to be part of this project to play alongside Messi to be in South Florida. They are taking less money than they could otherwise command, and that's helping Inter
2: Miami. Yeah, fix. but that's that's cool. on the players. If you're a free agent, but if you're another right team,
1: now. yeah,
2: if you're another team, it's a business situation.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: it's one thing if you're a free oh, agent and it's your decision. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take. Uh, you know, an X amount okay, of money and I'm going to leave Messi. 20% on the table. If you're mm-hmm. a team and, and Inter Miami wants one of your guys, then you're mm-hmm. not thinking, oh, yeah, he wants to play with Messi. Messi. So let's just help mm-hmm. him out and have him go for 20% oh, with the 20% oh, discount. Yeah, That's I what th- I'm talking about. I
0: think it has more to do with the fact that they probably couldn't fit him under the salary budget this year if they try to buy him out, because then you got to pay a transfer fee that factors into the salary um, budget hit, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They they use him as a stopgap solution for a year. If he pans out, then they try to buy him
2: and move another piece to open up that space. Well, next if year. if that happened, Pumas is very nice, very very nice. <laughs> um, but I still think they need. I agree with you. I think they need another center back, and you know maybe the money that they got from Kamal Miller and the international spot goes to somebody else maybe we'll see an announcement in a few days
0: carlos moreno says i don't buy that for a second they're making money in other ways so he's throwing out the conspiracy theory we've got a conspiracy theorist in the comment section no carlos i'm just kidding conspiracy carlos uh no but <laughs> i mean that's not that's not an uncommon no it, it's every valid, people, it's valid. Say, you so don't see other mls doing
1: teams this. doing this so it's valid and and listen when there is talk i think Also, Nicolás was a good option for them because if they went, of course, Marco Rojos told them no, the other one, they they wanted to buy them for a lot of millions of dollars. So I think they decided on Nicolás as one of the center backs that they are bringing because um, it doesn't look as bad. When, when you think about the numbers because listen, if they would have paid Marco Rojo five million dollars and they and, and they would have brought him to to inter Miami, people will be saying like what another player for five million dollars and how much will he get and and all of this talk that is already let's not kid ourselves. everyone is talking about this. how are they paying these players and you're gonna get that. So I I think that 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 played a a part in this decision of of bringing a player on loan. Let's not forget, Inter Miami is still linked with the move for Agustin
0: Palavecino. What a a nickname. What a last name. Sorry. Could be a nickname. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, they're also looking for another player for Boca Juniors, Medina. So there's there's two midfielders that they could still add on, and those the numbers that are being thrown out there, they're being reported are not are not low figures. So
1: yeah, because yeah. Uh, like why would Boca sell a player for under their asking price? So it uh, especially to Inter Miami when they know that Jose is saying that they can't, they have money or they want money to build a project. Well, they or they they have money. money, or they think exactly mm-hmm. they have money. So. That's that's uh, uh, an issue that we can be talking about uh, all over because people in our in our country, especially in Latin America, don't understand MLS rules, don't understand because people say, people in Argentina, I've heard them say, oh, for Inter Miami, 18 for Christian Medina is nothing. They're going to pay it, but they don't understand how how a, 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 a fichaje uh, with those numbers can be possible in this league. It's not as easy as it sounds, especially One question when you here.
0: Have Good question from Connor. Henderson working for free financial <laughs> contract ended last year? There was never an announcement that he signed an extension. I don't know what happened there. We
1: have seen him there, so we guess he signed because we, yeah. we haven't seen well, him. We got... an what was the announcement? What's, what's well, going we, we, on
2: there? I think the first time I saw him was on on, on when they were on their way to um, El Salvador. I saw, yeah, I saw a yeah. picture of him in the background and I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, he knew his contract. Good, good. I mean... <laughs> I no, I know. saw maybe him maybe when they the they details. signed
1: the and right. he was in the pictures, and I was he's a in coach. a lot of the pictures. I yeah, I told you guys at the end of last year. I, I think Again, it's
0: just my supposition not inside but we don't anymore. get
1: details that is right. that is why everyone suspects about Inter Miami because we don't get details we They're don't not get Chris Henderson not transparent signed enough. for two years like we got all those new coaches and, and sporting directors we have gotten they signed for five years Phil signed for two years three years and his sporting director signs for but three but is it years. In a league
2: policy is it, is it we, a league policy
1: yeah but we haven't gotten that, I so. that
0: speaking of transparency this is how we wrap up the show we're talking about one more Inter-Miami player. Although he might not be an Inter-Miami player, but he is an Inter-Miami player. We're talking about Harvey Neville.
1: <laughs> I knew this was since, coming. <laughs> since
0: we last recorded, and I put out, put it out there that he was not there in practice on day one of preseason. I had been told by sources he didn't even show up for the optional training sessions that were held in the week prior to the official day one of preseason practice. Now we know where he's at. He is on trial with the Portland Timbers. A... Where, Let the way, me laugh at you.
1: how the hell someone that has I a watch. contract is on trial with another professional team? Like seriously, I don't think he's
2: on trial. I'll tell you. What. I'll tell so, you that
1: what? he's what was... listed
2: as that way, but I don't think he is. He's just training with with Portland. Is,
0: so to Hota's point, I was told this by a source. Now, I was not able to. Corroborate this, so I probably I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't say it, but I will because we're we're live. It's the end of the show, and it's we're not talking about a very important player here. Please remind me. I shouldn't, but I but I. So what I was told is that Harvey Neville is actually not on trial. He's just there training. That the hope is that he finds a team somewhere in the lower divisions in England. That's the, he's just there to stay fit and be around pops. Now, that could be the case, right? Again, I didn't get to corroborate that, but that could be the case. However, we heard similar things. We heard a different story when he was also here in South Florida. When he was just getting his feet wet here, oh, he's just here to visit his family, and he's just, you know, just staying fit while he figures out his club future. And then no, what? That's a different player now. And but then what happened? Player. He ended up signing for the team that his dad coached. So we'll see I don't what think happens. Phil will USL if but. he doesn't get if he does not get a co- Like let's say no one comes calling in England. You really think Phil Phil is going to turn his back and be like, "You can't play here. You can't be here."
2: Come on! No, he's going to go to USL. He's not. He's, he's not going to play in MLS, even if you know, even if Phil yeah. finds a way to put him in the roster, he's not going to play with the Timber. But Timbers.
1: this is great. He's uh, going to play uh, what, in USL.
2: For- he had a good year. In USL, it was not a great team, and you know he he was good. He was solid player. For me, for the crazy album.
1: thing about this story is a player that has a contract with a team is training with another team. That for me is but only in MLS. I think the happen. mistake
2: was that they listed him as a trialist. I think that's yeah, but you you wouldn't really
1: training with Barcelona team.
2: What, what else? Would we, you we just do? don't know about it. You know, I,
1: that's a he's still in example. contract that with Inter terrib-
0: Miami. Yeah, did I just compare Harvey Neville training with the Portland <laughs> Timbers has <laughs> been training with Barcelona. Terrible. Yes. Yes.
1: But, or any player, any player in any away. league. Franco, do you imagine player from I, the La U training with, with another team in Peru? I, I
0: get your point. If he's under contract with Inter it Miami, it happens. Then,
1: like I, I get
0: your point. Um, especially in MLS where you know you have to have special permissions and all this, but Listen, it remind me, when, when I asked about where Harvey Neville was, I got a no comment. That was the official
1: yeah.
0: comment, the official remark. That's the thing um, I, I think t-
1: that bothers me the most. We don't get any official thing.
0: It's well, MLS, man. You know, they got to finagle yeah. the rules and play around. So, I mean, I agree. Back to your earlier point, no transparency. We'll see how it all plays out. We'll see. If Harvey Neville signs with with the Portland Timbers, though, I mean, I don't think it does
2: him a favor, and I don't think it does uh, Phil Neville yeah. a favor. I don't,
0: yeah. think, that, I don't yeah. think that helps either doesn't one. I will ca- ca-
1: that would be that would be horrible for him. It doesn't yeah. make oh. any
2: sense, and he he
1: he'll
2: play in USL. Ultimately.
0: But I've
1: seen this happen in MLS before, so it doesn't oh, surprise so. me. So let's
0: let's wrap up the show. Inter Miami is about to travel; they're about to hit the Saudi. Well, Arabia. let's
1: say the team that is traveling, Franco. No, I have it uh, ready right uh, here. Uh, oh. If you have all the names, run yeah, I them have right it there. here. I was using it for my final thoughts, but the goalkeepers that are traveling are Drake Calendar, CJ Dos Santos, Cole Jensen. The by the way, can traveling- you stop
2: there? Because I have a comment about it. Sorry. Um, this is
0: why the pod with you guys goes longer than an hour and ten yes. every time. We say- oh,
2: so yes. interrupts everyone. But I mean, I mean, <laughs> with CJ, with CJ, and Cole Jensen. You know, if for some reason Drake Callender is not available. I think they need another goalkeeper. I think they need to go out there and find an experienced goalkeeper that would be okay Franco sitting Armani behind for $10 million. Trey <laughs> calendar.
0: Listen, I think I, I, they should I do agree. that. I agree. Cole big- Jensen
2: and CJ Dos Santos, they have one game between the two of them, and it was the last game of last season when CJ started. Cole I, Jensen hasn't played.
0: Jose, I mean, Jose, I'm with you that I think, <laughs> I think that – you know, I think that their thought is Drake Cowan is going to be reliable, and he's, they're, they're betting on that. If he ever went down with an injury, then they're going very quickly to find whatever free agent veteran that's out there that they can find. Marshman, I guess. It, <laughs> Marshman has returned to the Netherlands. All right. I,
1: th- okay. I think I it would be better
2: for them to get a, a goalkeeper that's with them for the entire season and just give Cole Jensen an opportunity with uh, Inter-Miami CF2 and MLS Next Pro. Have him
1: play games. We'll dive into that
2: later. Okay, MLS okay MLS, Jose. Please. Sorry.
1: Controlate <laughs> Defenders, Jordi Alba, Noah Allen, Tomas Aviles, Israel Boltwright, Nicolas Freire, Tyler Hall, Sergi Christophe, Christopher McDay, Ryan Saylor, and DeAndre yellin So some new names, different names that, that travel did, did not travel uh, to to other to places. All right, midfielders and midfielders, Janik Bright, who is the MLS super draft picked, everyone is excited for that, Sergio Busquets, Gregory, Julian Gressel, Robbie Robinson, David Ruiz, Lawson Sunderland, and Robert Taylor. Forwards: Slider, Borgelin Leonardo Campana, Lionel Messi, and Luis Suarez. So, no Nicolás yeah. Stefanelli. So, we were talking about him, he's not going to on the trip.
0: That's That's interesting. That is so he, that, I, I guess we were
1: going to see him in Chile before they <laughs> arrive in Saudi Arabia.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think that'd be a mistake unless just not planning on playing with anyone else through the middle with uh, Fadias out. But anyway, um, another player that's not that you did not name is Benjamin Kremaski. He is nursing a groin injury, so he's not making the trip. Uh, another player that has picked up a knock here in the early days of preseason. Robbie Robinson was listed, so that means he's – He's That's healthy again after his is. as his after his mysterious day one ailment. Maggie uh, Robin
1: chance to play with Cristiano Ronaldo, Sadio Manet, etc. etc. Man. well, he's already your boy. Your boy Edison is gonna also not on the list.
0: Last time we saw him, he was he was injured and doing individual mm-hmm. work. So if anybody's asking or curious, there you go. So I know Kyle's in the comment section saying it's gonna list, What will happen to him? All right, well, we'll see. How the games play out. We will be back probably. I would like to say in between the games in Arabia. You I'd know like what say-
2: we should do? We should do a pod like right before the early game. morning games. You know, I think there's there's one at three a.m. and a five a.m. So just that we back back, we stay together as a team with the faithful Miami Total Football Radio fans, and yeah. we get to you know, keep
0: oh, each so other gives you these ideas and oh, oh, then so.
1: won't we'll want to wake up. Like, yeah, I'm calling sweatshirt. him right yeah, now.
0: Yeah. Put the camera on him. He'll be drooling. Yes. Roncando, snoring on the pillow next to Figo, your dog. Um. Actually, look. So the, next week's games, first one's against Al-Hilal on Monday. It's at 1 p.m. The following one is on Thursday at 1 p.m. We could, let's, I'm going to target tentatively. And every time I do this every week, I regret it because we never come through on the exact date. But I think this one will work. Next week, Barring any breaking news or barring anything wild happening between now and then, I think we can target next Thursday. Next Thursday night, we can target a pod, live show, so that we can analyze both games. Both games will have been played at that point. They're both 1 p.m. kickoffs uh, Eastern time, so during the workday, so if you have to work, you can tune in with us at night, and we can break it all down for you. The game that is against Hong Kong is on Sunday, February 4th. That one's at 4 a.m. Maybe we can have fun with that, but 4 a.m. is a tough ask. I think we might get two people watching live. <laughs> Jose time. is crazy. Um,
2: but yes, let's
0: let's. See. I'm just Jose. finding finding that ways is, to stay away.
1: Island Jose.
2: Maybe I we'll am- play Call of Duty with Franco. The-
1: <laughs> hey, maybe. Hey, look. I'm All I'm night long
2: until 4 a.m.
0: I meant to bring this up last week because I'm sure there's some gamers out here in the comment section that are watching live, but that will be listening to this afterwards. And Kala, Kala made a funny mention. I think Kala follows me on Instagram. Uh, I'm not sure who he is, but or she. But um, he gave me props, or she gave me props. Kyla gave me props for kicking my friend's butt in Mario Kart. Look, there's Kyle again. There it is, right there. Franco, can't we get Mario Kart and then El Camino? Sorry, Jose. He Kyla knows I go to El Camino. Maybe Kyla's a close friend of mine, and I don't even know who Kyle is. (laughs) But, But Mario Kart and Call of Duty are two things I've been playing a lot. Also, Super Smash Bros. on the Switch. So if anybody out there wants some, tag me at me send me your username your gamer tags and we'll we'll get it we'll get it on host is really good host is really good at call of duty i'll give i'll give call host of it. Well,
2: i'll give yeah, host of that I'll i try of that.
0: all right well then let's let's leave it there for the pleasantries in the show and the boat reviews and the soccer and football analysis we'll be back next week i promise you we'll be back next week i'm going to target thursday i think it should be doable I think it should be doable. And and that's making hand gestures. I don't know what's going
1: on. Over there. We have to be on after the Cristiano Ronaldo game.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, that's what I'm saying.
1: Thursday, I think,
0: is... is a, I know. Have you noticed much- how
2: the players don't really want to talk about it? I mean, yes. we've been asking around. I'm, yeah, I'm going to write asking something asking and about
1: everyone it. is like... like we the don't want to talk about it. Don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> if they say, oh, my idol Cristiano Ronaldo, they're going to get canceled in the locker room. <laughs>
0: They're, they're trying not to not to beat on that drum and like give it too much attention. They're trying not to like you know overdo it or oversell it. But anyway, they're gonna let the media do that. All right, that does it for this week's show. One longer than intended. But guys, if you're listening, if you're watching, please give us a like, comment, a share, a subscribe, a review, um, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whether it's Spotify. It helps us out tremendously and it costs you guys. Next to nothing, just a few seconds of your time. Please do that. If you haven't already, we will be back next week. So for Andrea Yanes, for Jose Armando, I am Franco Penizo. You have been listening to Miami Total Football. No, no, I can't do it. My tongue just will not do it if I'm speaking English too uh, too much. So I have to say radio. There we go. I have to, like, switch gears mentally. It's, it's, it's a challenge. I'm in preseason form. I'll work on it. All right, guys. That does it for the show. We will talk to you guys again next week. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the action. And will talk to you guys soon.